listen to this episode so you can learn how to utilize your personality oh, let's get to it. get on the come up. This is the Come Up Steps to Success podcast with your hosts, James Lawson and Courtney Steven. All right, so we got a special guest today, and we're bringing him over from the radio side to the podcast side. It is your, you know, voice of the champions, you know, Apollo P in the building, Apollo for the people. What's going on, guys? What's going on? Hey, hey, look. You're actually a vet in this game and we're we're rookies over here. So I feel like we're stepping into your world, even though you at TCU headquarters. <laughs> no, man, don't say I'm a vet. Like I still got like a long way to go. But, you know, I think I put in some work, some respectful work on, in, in the radio side and just, you know, developing. But I still got a long way to go because I'm the hardest. I'm my own hardest critic when it comes to myself, because when I listen to myself, I feel like I got to go harder at certain things. But. I like just being here and talking and having conversation with you guys because this is cool. This is like this whole chill vibe because radio, we kind of be like in and out. We got to package everything. You come in, you got like four minutes, five minutes to talk on air and then we got to get you out. You know what I mean? That's hey, well, we ain't, we ain't going to kick you out the door just yet. <laughs> no, we want the full in-depth story. So you got as much time as you are here. No, there we so go. let's go to the beginning, the origin story. Take mm-hmm. them back. How did this all get started? All right, so I was thinking that you guys were going to ask me, and I was kind of, like, thinking to myself, like, at what point do I feel like I need to, like, you know, really pinpoint or root the, like, the whole evolution? And that's a good question. So I kind of pin it back to maybe, like, 2012. I had left uh, Ontario and moved over to British Columbia for, like, four months. I was trying to go to school. And over there, I wanted to get away from, like, the mundane life of, like, Ontario, Brampton, GTA. I was like, all right, let me go far away, kind of just figure myself out, not in the sense of like I was lost, but like in the sense of like wanting to be that independent person and just leaving the home nest, right? So I'm over there in Vancouver, Vancouver, and then I'm here just inside the little room, the little room I had, I was renting out. I was kind of figuring out stuff. And this one, like breakfast club started popping. I started noticing the videos on YouTube and I'm like, I see Charlemagne and he's like going off on people. And so I'm thinking to myself, like Charlemagne is doing what? You know, me and Jimmy went to high school together. What we did in high school, we roasting each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if he's doing that, that seems entertaining. That's like, I've been, I got like four years under my belt of just roasting even, <laughs> and, and, you know what I mean? Like I seen people get it hard and I'm giving it. So I was like, I could do that. And so I was like, all right, now how would I, how am I going to get into radio? So this is like two years prior before I actually, you know, go into the actually radio station and stuff like that. So I'm still trying to figure myself out and I'm still in like college. so. I ended up coming back to Ontario after like four months and going off to Seneca to just go do some school, like business marketing. And then I'm thinking like, what I do after this? I don't want to be in the business marketing field because I don't want to wear a suit and tie. I don't want to look like a stiff. And that's not me. I have like more personality than just like a plain, you know, blazer and some, <laughs> some like, you know, wine jeans or iron uh, pants or whatever. Dress and nothing pants. against hey, that. Look, ain't nothing wrong with cleaning up. Yeah, so nothing but wrong. I feel you though. I feel you though. Man, when I got graduate, I graduated from York just recently and I came through with the Air Force Ones on. So I, hey. that's how you know. I, but did the crowd me. go wild though? Nah, 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 nah. nah. Oh, <laughs> that's damn. just me though. Yeah, no, that's yeah. real. That's, that's real. me. So, so two years later, I, after I finished um, my program at Seneca, I end up going to York and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, I was like, I want to go into radio. So what I have to do to get into radio is communication, right? So I didn't know York had like a radio station that was there that was able or like accessible to the students somewhat. 
So I just went in the mindset was like, if I do like communications here at York, I'm going to get into radio type of thing. So I just noticed that they had a station, walked in, and then I see the program director. And I'm like, yo, I want to be a radio jockey. He was like, just sign up over here. And I, I was like, all right, cool. And so I was dedicated to actually being on it. So I actually go through the little training, the orientation. And then I'm doing my best to get on air because that was the whole, that was my whole soul drive, like get on air. So I ended up getting on air maybe like a month or two after the whole orientation. And it was called this show called News Now. And we're, we're talking all news and stuff like that. We have reading scripts. And I, they didn't give me a great, like, I guess, prep on to how to get into radio. So so I was on air mumbling, fumbling up on words. They're telling me I got to read script and scripts full of words I've never really seen before. <laughs> I'm like, this, I got and I got to deliver in a professional fashion, more news anchor fashion. But I'm not built like that. If you hear my voice, my cadence and all that stuff, I'm not built to be like, all right, so this stuff, I can't do that. So I was on there just fumbling up, not making it, you know, not, you know, keeping on brand, so to speak. So uh, they ended up booting me off the show. You got kicked off? I got kicked off because I was doing too much. I was messing up too much. Ah, yeah, so I and got... this is live radio. Yeah, it's live radio. I'm messing <laughs> up. Messing up. So... Got the Oprah But treatment. don't you feel like they kind of threw you in the fire? They kind of did. They kind of did. Like, I didn't... Like, being on radio is so different because, like, the mic is different. The mic, being on the mic by yourself, you either swing or swim, right? Is it like, have you ever been on camera? Ever been on camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been on camera. Would you compare the two or is it completely different worlds? No, it's completely different. Being on radio, being on that mic while people are listening. Yeah. That's a totally different. Because they're totally... really taking you in. Yeah. They're listening to your every syllable. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not even like you could see them. You could have like any given time of like 500,000 people listening to you at one time. And then you could be messing up crazy on there. But you can never know what the reaction is. So you're messing up. And all you all you're assuming is all your thoughts are going on. It's like, yo, I'm messing up. People probably thinking I'm crazy, right? Yeah. So that's that's the pressure of it. It's like you could be on the mic by yourself where people are honestly listening to you and you could like sink or you could swim. But like if you sink, either you got time to come back and go like, you know, I can't let that happen again. And I've sunk in like maybe like maybe like two to three times on my by myself on radio. And I was like, I can't let that happen ever again. So now I'm on the radio. I'm comfortable type of thing. But you had to take your lashes. You had to you had to take a couple L's on the way. Yeah, that's most definitely. Most yeah, definitely. I don't think there's no champions that's never been defeated, you know? So, like, yeah. So I get kicked off the show. At the same time, I was also sitting in on another show called On The Rise. This was like, had Hot Shot and Ada O and um, Ebony on there. And then another guy named Sly Fox. It was just people inside the cut. So I was just sitting there as a volunteer. I was like, Watching these guys do it every Friday because he's the youngest. This is the youngest show on the on the on the roster. I'm here watching them, just staying in, coming in consistently, chopping it up with them. And then they finally, after like maybe uh, maybe like two months go by, just me sitting inside the room. They're like, "Yo, we like what your personality is. We want to invite you on the show. Be like a, a host on there." And so I finally get my shot of being on the on the 18. I'm not the 18, but like on the rise. And so I'm on the rise, and then the station. And it was doing like a three fit a three sixty, and then they rebrand and boot all the programs off, and then so you guys got cut again. Yeah, got cut again. So, so and the funny thing during all this time, I was kind of developing my my radio, I mean my interview skills, because through news now we got to have this one section was called culture and um, arts. That section where we kind of explore like people doing the arts and stuff in the city. So I would start to start interviewing arts like people like that and stuff like that. So and long story short, Vibe One Hundred Five was born. And then Hot Shot, me, Ado O, we all about a show. We got a show back, and it's we titled it the A Team, and that's since like 2015, like 
summer of 2015, we got a show back and it's just been rocking ever since. So you brought it to them or how did that, how did that go about you creating your own show? Like, mm, well, it's not like us. We, okay. Yeah. We did create the show, but we had, we had, um, the program director looked to us as people we should, should have like a show because right. we've, we've maintained some type of presidents and delivering of a certain content that, you know, the, the, the station just didn't have. Right. It was young people. You right? filled the void. Yeah. Exactly. You filled the void that the station didn't have. Cause if you go there and listen right now, uh, I'll do respect. Like there's no young voices on there as, as like a two hour show in a, like a spot in the slot that we have on Friday, six to eight, that's drive time. You know what I mean? That's prime time. Yeah, Y'all call it drive time. It's a drive time. Everyone's driving back home. Right. So imagine listening to these young kids. We playing the young music. Yeah. We have young perspective on things. Right. And we're able to like, I guess, appeal to like the younger audience as well as the older because we sit in that little middle cuff. You know what I mean? So we just have it. We just been developing. We have a whole show, like a whole criteria show. It's not like you're going to listen to us and it's just music, 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 music for like two hours. You coming on, you listen to music. Then we're going to touch it. We're going to talk on a, a popular topic that's going on in, in the world right now. We'll give our uh, POVs on it. Get back in the music, show some other like topics and have like question of the week. We have like different and maybe I have an interview and stuff like that. We we try to like package a whole show tightly and everything. Right. Cause it's the whole experience. Like people don't want to just hear tracks. Otherwise they turn on iTunes. Mm, yeah. This is a fact. Right. So you're bringing your personality to it. You're, you're giving people like a relationship. How did you guys, how did you guys find like your voice together? Like how did you guys develop your cadence? Is this a natural thing? You guys hang out outside of doing it or. Oh man, let me tell you, I'm going to be completely honest with you. It was the hardest thing getting three people to mesh together well on live radio and just coming together. Man, let me tell you, like the first like few months, it was it was bad because we were doing everything live. We were trying to, it, we're all busy, right? So like DJ was out here doing his thing. Then me, I was still in school trying to just come through after class and and try to dive right in. But with radio, you gotta be really prepared. I think with with everything in terms of media, you gotta be really prepared and you gotta package everything tightly so it just sounds better and it just comes off better to the audience. You know, and getting that chemistry, like the people who are listening can probably listen, can hear like things are not going well. You guys may be talking over each other and it doesn't sound well for radio. So it, so at first you're all trying to come together and try to make it work. It was kind of slipping. We were slipping for like a while. And then we ended up starting doing like pre-recorded segments to kind of just get that, get the melt, the gel meshing together. And then it was me and Hotshot for a while doing the pre-recorded stuff and then you would just hear our show just me and Hotshot go banter and banter on like topics going on in the world and then Ada would have like a different segment where she would just do some hip-hop history so it was the show was complete but it wasn't like in unison is what I want to say mm-hmm. so Hotshot ended up leaving our DJ ended up leaving and he's been gone for like a few months now and he's not coming back so we've been having a, a guest DJ called DJ Smarties and he's been holding us down but so me and Ada uh, our relationship our chemistry wasn't there. Like I was, I would say like, be honest, like my, my chemistry was with Hotshot because I would spend more time with him talking about certain things and guys get along differently than a girl, a guy and girl relationship. So me and Adam, we have to like lock back in and we have to figure out like, yo, how we, how are we able to come together and create a great chemistry and come off, you know, in unison with the show overall and package it right. So we had like long conversations. We had some bickering, like, but we got together. But now, you, you got to bicker a little bit, I yeah. feel like. Otherwise, you guys aren't being real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like when you're real, then 
yeah, maybe you guys will brush each other the wrong way. You might clash, but then you sort it out, and that's how you really get get that chemistry up. I mean, yeah, most of on any team. Yo, I feel like it's a reoccurring theme with like our guests that like you hit rock bottom, <laughs> you figure it out, and then you just keep powering through it until like things start working. So like like what's your mindset like? Just you got cut once, you're like right, I'm gonna keep doing it. You got cut again. And you still went back and mm. now you're doing this and like you're feeling it, you're loving it, and you're seeing some success. What's your mindset like when you're going through that? Well, the thing is, like, my mindset is like I'm I'm all the way committed. That's what I, that's who I am. Cause I was like, remember how like I said, two years ago, two years before 2014, I was like, I want to get into radio, right? Before I even knew where to go. And so when I finally got there, I'm not just gonna let it give it up easily. I was like, even if I don't, you know, get a show. I'm going to still make my way, you know, through it, through media, right? If I have to be, like, going, pushing through, doing a whole bunch of interviews with people or doing, like, uh, bite-sized sound snippets of, like, music reviews for air content, airing. And I was I was ready. They, they, whatever they threw at me, I was like, what are you t- oh, I have to do this to be on air? I have to be do this to use the equipment? I got to do this? I'm doing everything because I, I, that's what I wanted to do. Like, I had that much passion. I still have that much passion. So that's what it was. You just got to be willing. Yeah, so it sounds like you um you figured out what that main goal was and then you worked backwards. So it was easier for was it easier for you to commit because you knew like, all right, I want to get on air, but here's something I can do next and I can knock this out right now. So you just kept knock this out. Like was it easier for you to commit because you were able to break down those goals and reverse engineer it? Uh I wouldn't say reverse engineering. I think no, I wouldn't even see it even even reverse engineering is the best word. I would say it was all creating a toolkit. I was always my toolkit for radio because think about it if they wanted me to do like uh they have music kits and where we do like music reviews uh music culture news and maybe local or local news or like maybe an interview promo and it's about three minutes and 30 seconds so i go in there i I write a script and i voice the script and that helps that preps me for if i'm able to produce something that's me producing something on a weekly basis so i'm able to find content maybe the script content voice content package it you know now that's i'm doing that in pre-recorded but now i'm going to live radio i already have the skill set so i'm able to package something like a, a cool like little segment for radio like i'm already have that skill set so i'm not going i'm not losing anything by not being on the radio but i'm just losing i guess i'm losing the opportunity to i guess put that on my resume and say that i was doing this you know but my skill set hasn't diminished it wasn't like my me not being on the radio i wasn't getting any skills i was you know, prepping myself. I was always getting better. You know what I mean? So it wasn't, I, some people may look at it as like, a, as like a, a, as a hindrance of me not, not being on air and have to do all these like minimal things and stuff. Yeah. But like you got to look at it. It's like Mr. Miyagi telling Daniel son to wash the, wash the parts. Like, what, what's it? What, what wax, wax on, wax on, on, wax off. And then when he came to fighting, like Daniel son was like, bomb, bomb, bomb. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. That's exactly what it is. But sometimes when you're in the thick of it, like you don't really see the bigger goal. Yeah. And that's what some people don't see. And that's why some people just go like, you know, I'm not here for this and they end up dipping. But I was committed. Yeah. So you saw the you saw the big picture, even in like the mundane little stuff that mm. did you did you love what you were doing, even though it wasn't exactly because yeah. it was it was all part of the process. Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing is that I dominated doing the music hits like back in like 2015 to 16. Man, like I'm a legend over there when it comes to doing the music because I was like, that's what I got to do. I'm a I'm a be the best at it. I'm going to eat this. Yeah. And to this day, they use what I've done, like all my little templates and stuff like that as examples for newcomers coming in. So it's like, look at that. If people look to me, it was like, all right, 
look at this guy. He was able to produce someone on a high level, you know. You got to look at him in example. I'm like, all right, cool. I already built the skill set. So you're saying now you could uh, indirectly be an example for other people who's coming after you just because you blazed that trail and you showed them that blueprint. But who were, who were you looking at? Like who who gave you your blueprint? Or do you just have to like guerrilla tactics, figure it out as you're going? I would say I get, I would get, um, I would get my tactics from, from like big boy in terms of like trying to come up. Cause big boy's entertaining. I like Charlemagne because he's, he's, I guess he's, he shows the real character of who he is and being an asshole and stuff like that, or being honest is what I like to say. Like he's honest. And then academics is funny enough. I academics. I was during that time. He was, I just found out about him and I was like, he's able to just, uh, I guess be on the mic solo dolo and handle it. Go like maybe do like a seven minute video on like one topic and just dominate it. I'm like, all right, if you could hold, be on the mic by yourself for seven minutes, just dominating on topic, just going in, being your opinion based, showing details at the same time of like, you know, and being factual. That's, that's dope. So I'm like looking at all these guys out here doing something like, all right, cool. Let me just take a little bit of them and put that into me. Cause I've already, I already have the personality and let me just figure out how to, what personalities and what things I should reflect about myself and, and put that on the main stage and try to figure that out about myself. And that's what got the news hits going. And that's what kind of got me going. But I'm, I'm like a chill person, but like, it, it depends. I gotta say, like I'm well-rounded when it comes to certain things. I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. You, you built your own toolbox and you watch the greats. And I mean, you made your own lane by taking what you liked off all other people's style mm. and seeing how you could adapt it to your own. Cause you definitely created your own. As soon as you walked up in the building, I was like, dang, this is going to be a good one. Cause... <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not, the thing is I used to be shy back in the day. I feel like everybody said, is this true? Yeah. I used to be shy, man. I used to be like, I used to not be able to, to talk to girls or nothing. Or I used to not be able to talk to just people like talking to people used to be like kind of scared and like. I would have to like warm myself up sometimes. Right. But like I was never like this outgoing person. Like I'm pretty sure like the people I was outgoing with, I knew them from time. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like, I wasn't really like. So what was the turning point? Like what allowed you to step out? Did you have, like, did you get behind the mic and maybe it's cause all them people couldn't see you. Is that what allowed you to really be yourself? Or like, how did you, how did you, I mean, it seems like you, you could talk to anybody. Yeah. Like, how'd I, you break out the show? I, I think it's radio. You got, you, you feel because the thing is you only talk to yourself right i'm not saying you only talk to yourself but if you interview people you can't be nervous in the interview you have to go like uh, 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 okay oh man you can't do all that in the interview you got to adjust you got to be able to be personable because in the interview you really want someone to bring themselves out towards you so you can have an overall good um i guess interview it's like oh man you're able to draw this out of this person this out of this person so for a great interview it comes with from within and knowing how you come across to someone else and also prepping and all that other stuff. So talk, doing a bunch of interviews over the course of like, maybe like what, two years or almost, or maybe over two years, I just developed that skill set and then doing radio and stuff like that just helped me rack it on myself. Cause I, and I also like to say, I got the gift of gab maybe. So just a little bit, yeah, yeah. just a little <laughs> bit. Hey, so let me ask you this, like what's more entertaining to you now? Like, a good interview or maybe like that academics kind of commentary on something that's going on in pop culture. I mean, you must have your air to the street with like what's going on, all that different kind of stuff that's popping up in the news. Like you like a walk in Twitter timeline. You just know. Uh, I mean, I guess. I mean, <laughs> so what, what do you like more interviews or are you like the social commentary? Uh, I like social commentary. 
I liked interviews because I wanted to get to the point where I could get good, great at them. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm great, but I got to the point where it's like, okay, I, I've, you're comfortable. Uh, I got comfortable with them. And I just, I don't, I see the thing is I haven't done an interview since like September. Cause I, I kind of just off it. I was like, let me just stop doing interviews because on, on a logistical sale, it wasn't really getting me anywhere. It was just helping build my skill set. And I was like, all right, cool. If I could build my skill set off of doing interviews and get my repertoire up and get some people know, get some notoriety, but like, oh, you're Apollo. You do interviews. You did an interview with my boy, da 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 da. Or people hit me up in the email going like, yo, Apollo, let me just get the interview. I'm all right, cool. Let me just step back because I want to, I want to build myself. I want to build Apollo P up. You know, let people know who I am instead of the guy behind the camera interviewing people. I want people to know the guy behind the mic, you know, going in on certain topics and, and, and showing my, my, where my, how my brain works about certain things, how I think about certain things and different aspects and all that stuff. So I like public social commentary. Social commentary. And conversation. So when did that realization happen where you're like, okay, I've been doing interviews, but this is where I want to focus on. Like, how did it take us through that process? Well, it's been going on for like maybe like the past year, around like maybe the end of uh, end of 2016. I had gotten the interview with um 22 Savage. Yeah, I had gotten the interview with 22 Savage and Fat Boy SSE. And then coming into the new year, I had got an interview with um uh Yellow, King Yella, and I got an interview with Rico Nasty and Nora North and stuff like that. So these are all American acts I'm I'm listing. So I was like. As I was coming into the new year, I was like, yo, if I get new acts like that from the States that have fan base, I could build myself up. But, you know, that didn't happen. It was all over the phone and over the phone interviews don't really, you know, I guess, spend well when in terms of putting online content because people won't like to see visuals and stuff yeah. like that. You know, so. So coming around near like halfway through the year, I'm like, all right, I'm not really doing this because a lot, a lot of the interviews acts I was doing were a lot of local acts and people who haven't really established a fan base. So I'm like, I'm out here writing dope questions and make sure the conversation is so dope and, and trying to be invasive with everything and try to be like the dopest person ever. But I got, I got to a point where I was like, yo, man, I'm exhausting myself on, on people. I say this respectfully of people who, who haven't really established themselves. So I was like, I, I kind of got to a point where I'm annoyed at certain things. So I'm like, I'm annoyed at doing this. Like I would just walk into interviews and not even like, you know, write questions and stuff like that. And I was just kind of just winging. And even after winging, it was like, I'm so comfortable weaving through something. Like, it was, I got some interviews with people I haven't put out. Like, I got an interview with Cabby Richards I haven't never put out. I got an interview with, like, Kid and Yella I never put that out. You know what I mean? So I just, I just got, I didn't get turned off by it, but it was like, all right, my passion's not here. Let me just, if I'm going to do an interview with someone, let it be someone on, like, a higher stature, disrespectfully, because I'm trying to get myself up there too, right? Mm-hmm. So. So everything that you do, you got to have, um, there's got to be a, a, a means to an end, mm. right? And like your goals, your goals are changing. Like, would you say that your goals are changing since from before you got in radio game when you was really just ambitious about doing it, you would do anything mm. to now you kind of got your foot in the door, you know, you, you're establishing a little bit. Now you can more so define who you want to be. Mm. You're getting a little bit more picky. Like what's, what's, what's that evolution? Like, do you think it's going to continue? where you find yourself a little bit more and like, just take us through what's your thoughts on um, like continual growth and like change and stuff like that. Well, I'm at the point right now where I really need to like, like I said earlier, like package myself tight. I want to be dope on all levels when it comes to like, say if I I got a swing shift on like air or something, I'm do a swing shift properly, have like a complete show. 
I want to be part of things that actually have staying power. I'm not saying the interviews don't have staying power. They do. Because if a good interview will last like years, years. I mean, look at Larry King. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I'm, I'm just more so of like, if I'm never going to do an interview again, I might be okay with it. But if I can never do a show where I'm able to broadcast how I think about or my, my opinions on certain things in the world, I won't be okay with that. So having a show to be able to like pass on knowledge to people. Cause I like feeling like when we have a conversation or when I speak to people, I feel like I'm able to draw something from them or I'm able to drop something for them. You know what I mean? It's reciprocity, right? So that's what I always feel like if I'm in a, in a position where I'm on a platform, able to give out knowledge to people, you know, drop some stuff for them. That's what I like because I got so many things going on in my head that I, I talk, well, I don't talk to myself, but I think to myself heavily. So I'm like, you know, what if I got a platform to just, you know, hone my skills to be able to, I guess, probably convey some of my thoughts without, you know, going on a tangent or, or saying something that's kind of crazy and goes like, oh, 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 I didn't mean to say it like that, but you know what I mean? Right. So that's why I'm trying to just develop myself, just being tight and everything. Feel that. So take us into where the direction that you're going now, because I've been following Apollo for the people mm. on that account. And when you first started, you're dropping some videos here and there. And then bam, like I'm like three videos, four videos a day. Like you started going in. Yeah. So like what changed? Okay, yeah, so that that moment right there in my life, it was me trying to, I guess, find find back my love in like content, putting content in, in, in interviews and stuff like that. So it was kind of like a testament to myself. It was like, all right, how dope am I? How dope am I overall interviewing and, and creating content and chopping it up and putting it out there? Also, I took some time. I was like, because if you really want to get like popping on YouTube, daily content is a lot of, is rewarded on the platform of YouTube and stuff like that. Or just in general, any, any social media, if you post daily, you get rewarded by getting better looks and more traction with the, the audio, with the followers and just more. The algorithm's going to put you in front of way more people. Exactly. Right. So my thing was like, all right, let me see if I could do, let me see if I could drop an interview every day for the next two weeks. And I did that. So I, I did that. And I was like, after I did it, I was like, I could do it. That's why I was kind of proving myself. I was like, if I really wanted to do it, I could do it all by myself. It's not like I have no team. I'm doing everything by myself. So I look for the people, tell them to come through, schedule the thing, interview them, chop it all up, put that on YouTube. And I was able to do that. So I'm like, all right, well, I could do it. That's why I was doing all that. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I proved it to myself. So I wasn't trying to prove to anyone else. I was proving it to myself. So. I did that. So and I was like, all right, I did that. So let me just move on to something else. And that's why I got a new different type of feed on my on my uh, Instagram where I'm doing the whole blog thing where I did it. I did it more so to kind of grow myself. So if I get back to interviews, I'm able to have more people look at the interviews type of thing. So if I ever if I built up my account to like 10,000 and I do an interview with, say, like, uh, you know, Jimmy from up the block. And I put it on there, I get more views on the platform. It's like, whoa, who's this guy? This guy seems interesting. And then they want to go see the full thing on my YouTube if I have that active in or engaging follower, following base. Is the blueprint like build up your platform with the content that you're creating? And then when your platform is booming, now the skills that you built using your in your toolbox, now you can utilize that in interviews. You can lose that, utilize that in the social commentary. And you feel like you're going to make more, leave more of an impact. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, if you really look at all the popular uh, social media people, they all built up their, their, their base, their platform. So they're able to like live off it. 
right? I remember Boone, Boone kind of like interviewed. So like, you know, for like, for what he was doing, he had like his IG. He was following people, unfollowing people until he got to 10,000 followers on IG. And then he started doing the funny content. And then it just, he had more eyes on him. And so that shit, that just took him off. You know, that's what it is. You got to build a platform and then you got to go back into what you really wanted to do. So you're saying there's like two stages to the strategy. Like first, you really got to establish yourself and give mm-hmm. yourself a somewhere to deliver the message. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, nobody's listening. You're really delivering to nobody. Exactly. And then at that point, it's like you can now be yourself and go all the way in. Not not be yourself, but you could dive deeper into the brand and really do what you what you had envisioned. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of similar to how how the radio thing went for you because while you might not have been building a social media account. You were building your toolbox and you were getting ready so that when they did give you that platform, it was like, all right, I can use this now. You know, it's like getting your driver's license so that when you get the car, you can finally get behind the wheel. I mean, you got to do the groundwork, however long that may take. So, like, what's the next stage? The next stage, man, it's and that's the funny thing, man. It's well developing my platform, getting to uh, more. I guess the funny thing is, like, it, the... The word that I want to use is clout. I want to get, I need to get more clout. clout. Well, clout is for like broke people who got no money, man. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Like all the people talk about clout, man. Do they really got money, man? Do they really got money? I say that respectfully, man. But like, I yes, I do need clout because with clout, you got more eyes and attentions to kind of sway the opinions of uh, the people who are looking towards you. And you could probably leverage those, those bigger opportunities. Yeah, most definitely. You can't. And, with clout, you, you get more people who are on like a, a, a bigger stage with you. Say like, say I'm. I, there's a lot of people in Toronto who have, I guess, clout, and say that they may look at me as like, all right, they may watch a couple of interviews I've done. It was like, yeah, he's dope, but is that a good look for me though? You know, although they may they may come to me and have a great dope interview, but is that a good look for them? Because everyone's looking at, especially with artists, it's always about the look. Until they get to the point where they finally establish people. Because at this incubator stage where a lot of them are who may have a fan base in Toronto who may be able to put on a show and people actually show up, you know, they're at that stage where they're very fragile. They can't do too many things that's going to make them look bad, right? So I can understand that you it's the nature of the business. But I need to get to that point where it's like, I'm not going to be a bad look. You know what I mean? Right. So we work together. It's a good look for me, good look for you. And that's what radio is. Because radio has a platform, to, an audience. When you have an audience, people are always going to be attracted to you. So if I build up an audience, people are always going to be attracted to me. You know what I mean? So, right. So, so as a, as somebody who's on the come up, mm-hmm. you really got to be thinking about how can I create a win-win for these next people, mm-hmm. these next, this next act I'm going to work with, this next group, uh, this next company, whoever I'm trying to, you know, merge with, network with, whatever. It's like trying to find a way to get on even grounding and make a win-win for them because at the end of the day, that's good business. You know what? That That is good business, but like, I'm, you know, I'm, I was selfish. It's not, not more so like me making a win for you. It's like us coming together some type, some type of way because if I'm good, if I'm, if I say like I do my, I'm doing my blogging thing and I'm doing the radio stuff and I'm trying to get like, I'm trying to do my best to kind of like get the content on air, online. So people can hear my personality and hear the stuff we talk about on there. But then again, I and I treat both of them very separately. If you kind of notice that I don't I don't post nothing radio on my Apollo for the people page. You know what I mean? So I even posted like my fact that I was inside the noisy dock. We'll get to that later, I guess. You guys are gonna probably on my on my personal page because I want to show people behind the scene type of thing. It's like you wanna 
everything's like separate but different, you know what I mean? Or separate but kind of alike for me. It was like I'm trying to build up that base on the internet base, so I got some type of like traction. But oh, but let me ask you your first question: Is like what what's the next step for me? I want to get on commercial radio, like commercial radio. I want to be inside bigger markets. You know, I don't feel like Toronto's a bigger a big market for urban stuff, and I don't see myself going that type of being a type of person on a commercial radio out here doing a morning show talking about top forty stuff. Like you know what Taylor Swift just did. I can't do that. That's not in me, man. Well, it's not, it's not, no, it's not what you listen to. It's not what you digest. It's not what you eat. It's not going to be what you put out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I want to get into like a bigger urban market. So like, I guess there's like New York, there's LA, there's Atlanta, there's Chicago and stuff like that. There's also Miami, you know, Texas, uh, well, Houston, all that type, all that type of radio stuff over there. I want to get into those bigger markets. So I'm able to have like more of a, more of a push or not even a push, but more of a, or a bigger market, yeah, to, bigger market. To, to play in, yeah. yeah. And, and with that bigger market, I'm able to see: it. am I am I am I as good as I think I am? Am I as good as people? What people make me seem to be? So, how important is it to you to to live up to those standards? Like, if if somebody comes up to you or somebody emails you, somebody DMs you, mm. and they're dissing, they're like, "Yo, that interview was weak." Like, how, mm. how does that hurt your confidence? Does that fire you up? Like, how does that affect you? How do I mean, you already told us how you deal with setbacks, but how when you're so public and you got a persona, you're you're basically asking people to like pick you apart. Yeah, I'm okay with that. You're cool with I'm that. Cool with that. But the thing is, some people hate to motivate you. Some people motivate by hate. Yeah, let's be honest here. There's some people who want to see you That's do good, <laughs> and they motivate you by hate. You was like, you know what? That that interview was trash. Maybe in all honesty, maybe it might have been trash, or maybe it just might have been all right. Maybe expecting more from you, type of stuff. Like you had like this person in front of you, you didn't ask the, the critical questions, so they might say so they might motivate you by hate. And I'm okay with that. Like I like honesty. So I remember uh, recently someone got in my DMs, sent me some music. I told him I didn't like it, and then he just went off on me. He was like, "Man, yo, you're not original. All you put is that coon shit." And I'm like, "I'm like, alright, cool." And I and I asked him again. I was like, "You have more to say? Or are you done?" And he was, like, <laughs> and he was like, he went, he went back in. He was like, "Yo, you just looked like." I'm like, "All right, cool. I respected it." So, and then he came back again, and he was like, "You know, no disting." And I, I just mean like you're one of the like he like I let people do it. Like I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be in your DM going like, "Yo, you eat a dick, all that." You know what I mean? Like I don't have that in me. I don't have time for that. Right. Like I tell I tell the girls I deal with oh girl one girl at a time, but I'm not I'm not gonna argue with you. I don't got time for that. Right. You know what I mean? So. I'm not, I'm not going to, unless it's going to be like some type of a uh, real conversation where things are actually going to be taking place, which I do have a lot of that like constructive figure. feedback yeah, constructive. you're talking about. Yeah. If you're going to say like, yo, that's ass. I was like, okay, cool. It's ass. Then. But why? Like, tell yeah. me why. So I can understand. Or like, yeah. are you looking for feedback ever? Or do you feel like you're, you said you're your own worst critic, but yeah. like, do you have an inner circle of people who you be like, look, I'm about to do this. Like, tell me what you think. Or do you run stuff by anybody or are you just solopreneur? I'm doing this. I'm thugging it. Whatever happens, happens. I was like solopreneur type of thing. But like I do have people around me at the station who really, you know, say that, yo, I want to see you move on to do better things. And you need to be focused on, on just honing your craft. And, and there's certain things that you need to like level up prestige for you to, you know, be known as mm-hmm. who you want to be. So. Like I run things through them. Like I don't, I don't try to do interviews too heavy anymore. Anyway, so right. it's more so of like, how did my on-air delivery go? How's my on-air delivery in terms of like content versus uh, switching between songs to songs? How the overall package of the show was the 
was the music playing right and you gotta sometimes you gotta listen back like you you play you play football so you gotta look at your game tapes right 100 percent. yeah the game tapes are the same for me just listening over like a, a show i did so i gotta listen to the show i gotta listen from top to bottom the introduction was the introduction dope are we saying too much is it are we giving too much are we using too much words where we could have just went straight into like delivery are we is the music playing does it does it sequence well are are you if i was listening to this my car would i you know, stick around for the whole two hours? Is the conversation even, you know, uh, there? Because, like, during that time, I did some research. It was, like, during, like, the evening drive time, pe- this is, like, the time where people are looking for very entertainment, entertaining and informative conversations. So they don't want to look that mindless drunk, right? They've been at work all the time. Like, they're trying to look for some engagements. So the, the music bumping, the conversations are intellectual and entertaining. You know, I got to be on that, like, Am I gaining something, or is this this another mindless platform of junk that you know I'm I'm putting out to the people, and I gotta really be mindful of that and just game taping. Sound very very self aware. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Just analyzing everything. All right, so let's talk about this recent video that just you just put out yeah. recently, <laughs> noisy. How did that happen? Hey, for first of all, for the people who don't know, tell them what tell them what noisy is. Like that's from the creators of Vice, right? Yeah. So. All right, let me just let me just not try to put this in shambles. So noisy, all right. So noisy is like uh, is a sub subdivision of Vice, and they do a lot of uh, documentaries on like what's going on in the culture in certain pockets of like the world, and they 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 focus on. You, help me out here. Yeah. So noisy basically is the music division of Vice. There we go. Right, and they do like you said. They do a lot of documentaries, but they'll go into certain subsets of mm-hmm. the music. So, like, they might have noisy Atlanta and go see what the what the trap music scene in Atlanta is like, or they so might it's like real underground. Exactly. Stuff. If it's you've seen exactly, if you've seen Vice, you know it's like rogue journalism. Yeah. So it's not going to be what you see on BBC and CBC and all that kind of stuff. They're going to actually go in there and give you like the unedited real stories from people like on ground level who's getting it. Yeah. This is, this is, a, this is true. This is true. So yeah, that may you did better than me. Hey, look, I, I watch noisy. Like yeah. I watch it. I like <laughs> it, it man. I'm, I'm on vice. <laughs> like before vice had a channel, I was on it. YouTube all day. Yeah, Vice is like, vice. I remember watching some, like uh some vice documentary on like, uh, what was it called? Like some weird sex tall dog creator. Vice has some crazy. Vice got some crazy yeah, out good. there. Be careful, not safe for work type stuff sometimes. Yeah. But hey, yeah, it's cool though, man. They got they got all kinds of stuff from all over the world, from like anti terrorism militia fighting, you know, overseas to they give you the the other perspective, right? The, the perspective that not a lot of people want you to see. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. So, so how'd you link up with Noisy? How'd you get on there? What was that like? All right, so don't make it seem like I, I linked up with them because I don't got that much clout. So <laughs> the clout, the c word. This guy, <laughs> this guy is so humble, yo. Because <laughs> no, no, I'm being honest. This is this is how it is. So Ada, that's the co-host on the A team. She know we both know this artist, but they came to her because I think she knows um her his manager Freya. Freya was the artist that was we we're part of his segment, so he knows his manager. I think his manager's name is Kweku. So Freya and Kweku they hit up Ada. And they're like, yo, we're a part of this noisy documentary that's happening. And, you know, you want to come through the station and make it part of, like, our segment. So we're like, cool. So they end up coming to the show. And they come through with, like, 
the whole crew. I'm seeing guys with like bust down Rolexes. I'm like iced out chains. I'm looking at, I asked this one guy, I was like, yo, what's that on your hand? He was like, it's a Rolex. <laughs> he was like, you just, he was laughing and giggling. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, like these guys have all of them blinged it was out. Like the, it was like the stereotypical rap group, just like iced out, shining, like mm-hmm. 20 deep. Yeah. They came so, through. Yeah. And, and at the time, we knew some information about Free Air that I'm not quite sure if it's even public yet, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people do know. He He's um linked up with Floyd Mayweather. So he's been, during that time, we were trying to get him to talk about his story, but he was like, I'm not really trying to talk about the story. And I, I was kind of, as a journalist, you want to you want to be the person that has the hardest story out. Like, you want to go like, yo, we hear that you linked up with Floyd, with Floyd. What's going on? Like, but he was like, he wasn't trying to talk about it. So I was like, I was kind of like sad. <laughs> so I was like, because you know, think about it. As a journalist, you if you want to get that exclusive that kind of sets you apart. Oh, and 100%. You, up there, you know, if we were the first uh, people who get the, the answers, like, yo, you hear you linked up with Floyd and he tells his whole story. We got some that no one else has in the city or no one else has in, in, in just in general. So they hit up Ada. They come through. We're doing their show. And then they have the noisy guys coming through. They're just they're they, filming everything. They got the cameras out. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, man, I'm kind of nervous. Uh, because I've never been on camera and do radio at the same time. So I'm like, double oh, man, whammy. But like, as the minute the show came down, like I was just nervous, gone, locked in. Yeah, so I was locked. And the interview was actually a lot longer than what it seemed to be in that little, like a minute and 44 clip that I posted. Because um, after the interview, on-air interview, we spoke after the fact. Because this is when, this was during the summertime. So Floyd and McGregor were going on their world tour of the yeah. promotion. And I think they were going to come the week after in Toronto. So. We we're talking about like who's gonna win. I'm like Floyd's gonna win because you know McGregor don't got the stamina, and I was telling him verbatim. I'm like McGregor don't got the stamina. He's not gonna last. How smart like, do you feel right now? I'm smart. Hey, because <laughs> I, I I was like I pointed that from months away. Because I was thinking how long? Well, you receive what three, four, three or four, three or four minute rounds. Championship is five five minute rounds. Yeah, that's nowhere compared to what? How much boxing? Three 12 minute rounds. 12 three minute no, rounds, not, yeah. The 12 three minute rounds, right? So that's what 36 minutes versus 25 minutes. Yeah, exactly. That's way too long. And that's and when you're fighting all out, that's and McGregor hasn't made it past, I think, the third or fourth round in, in a UFC fight. But that's just because he's knocking people he's out. He's nice, yeah, right. So, yeah, exactly. He have it, yeah. Um, my thing was like, I was telling Free, I was like, yo, McGregor, yeah, he may be doing the UFC, like all that wrestling on the floor, that that exhausts you. That exhaust you because I remember you know all the playground right. house playgrounds fighting you did as a kid like yeah. wrestling on the floor that takes a lot of exhaustion out of you so I'm like all right I might give him like you know some little bit of more stamina because if you're doing all that groundwork you're gonna have to get like your stamina but I'm like yo he's not gonna last any uh nowhere close to floor because he you don't got the stamina man mm-hmm. I was like so I know being right right you remember how like Floyd walked him down too let he me just let me just, hold, let me just pause on Floyd walks McGregor down like he this old man walked this young man down hey but you know he did it with technique man that's yeah. somebody you could definitely say is a champion man it's, yeah you right 100 percent 100 percent 50 50 and that, that's when a free a dropped his um his undefeated record too like right after the win he was like he has this record called undefeated and it was like so Scratch all that. So we're in the studio. We're still talking, and like, we had noisy people end up leaving, and we end up signing like some type of like non-disclosure release form. Some non-disclosure. I don't know non-disclosure, but like release form, so they could use their images and stuff. Oh, okay, like yeah. So it, it was cool. I didn't think I after that I forgot about it. I forgot about it, like the whole thing, and then I seen like a preview come up. I think it was like a week ago, maybe like a week and a half ago about the noisy doc, and then Ada told me it was like, yo, I just got some word from. 
from one of her people out that work at Noisy and was like, yo, we made the cut. I'm like, okay, cool. That's dope. And then it came out, posted it. I was like, all right, that's dope. But even before that, why I forgot about it is because I was inside Real Timmy's vlog from Power. So I'm like, oh shit, I got, I'm in this guy's vlog. I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff. I'm getting interviews with like certain people. I'm getting linked up with certain people. So too much of what's going on during the summertime. That kind of made me forget. You know? so all the work that you've been putting in for years is now just finally, it's paying off little by little and it's just building up on each other. Yeah, I would say so. I wish it would like, I wish I was on some type of like platform or like some type of level where it's like, I'm doing monumental things where I'm able to push a lot more and show, uh, I guess, a, a better type of route. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I got but you're on the come up. So you're doing your thing. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say you've done a lot for your age at this yeah. point, man. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Definitely. I'm trying. I gotta be, I gotta work hard, right? So I, I gotta, I got to get to that level where, you know, no one could really like, don't really can say like, yo, you didn't put in the work. Right. I think in any field, regardless, you know, whether it's radio, whether it's sports, whether you're being an entrepreneur, you you always got to lay your groundwork. I think that's what you said, but mm -hmm. it, it doesn't just start when you get your opportunity and then you start doing groundwork. You only get your opportunity because of the groundwork, mm -hmm. you know, so like none of us would even be sitting here doing any of the things that we're doing if it wasn't for the 10 years leading up. And just the different experiences, it might have been something that changed your mindset or it might have been something that added to your skill set. But everything leading up to this point is the reason why you're here. I believe that thoroughly. Yeah, there's no overnight success. There's just a lot of sleepless nights. Mm -hmm. Yo, I've, I had some sleepless nights, man. I'll be, yeah, man. It was those, those times. Coming back home late after that, being at the station, trying to just figure out like a cool segment, or maybe like record a segment. And it's coming back home. And it, it's a weird, it's a weird type of exhaustion because when you come back home after doing something that you really thoroughly enjoy, it's not like, oh, I finally get to sleep. It's like, I'm just happy. Yeah. I'm just happy, right? That's what I, that's what I feel. So what, what kind of advice would you have for somebody who hasn't really found that passion yet? Uh, hmm. I haven't found passion. Well, I guess the first advice would be find passion. But like, how how did you find yours? It, it it's not like it was. I was mostly inspired by mine. Like, mine just kind of. I seen something, and I was like, I could do it. I I felt I accepted in my mind that I could do it. Mm -hmm. You know, once you kind of accept it in your mind that you could do something, it kind of like it just builds up that way for me. Right. So is it? It was a fine line between. I won't even say it's a fine Yeah, it's like a fine line between really loving something, but then also like believing that you're capable of doing that same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it'd be like being a fan of something and then actually becoming like a player in the game. Like I, like one of my points I wanted to say, like for one of like, you know, I guess steps for success is like, you gotta, you gotta have, you gotta reach your goals or dream as if there's no, you have, or live your life as if there's no obstacles. Cause a lot of people get caught up in reality. I mean, reality is all around us, but like, you live if you live your life as if there's no obstacles, right? C certain things kind of seem, you know, attainable. And when you start talking, when people start listening, it's like when people start saying things about like, yo, you gotta do this and that, it just it doesn't register you with you. You gotta you gotta think on it in a way where you're kind of like insane in a way or, or lunatistic about like your your dream because you can't you can't have a dream while still sticking to like mundane reality about certain things. It's like that doesn't work. Cause you same people are going to go like, yo, I really want to do this, but, you know, life comes in. I can't really do it. It's like, no, man, you can't do it because you, you put yourself down, you know? I, I'm living my life with no obstacles. Yeah, like, 
there's certain things I haven't made like attain a whole bunch of money yet, but like, then that's gonna stop me. You think I'm gonna be at like 45 going like, you know, reality hit me at 25 and you know, I just, I couldn't do because you know, I got, I got no kids. I don't got no, I got, I don't got no, I got a phone bill to pay, like still with my mom, but like shout out to my mom for holding me down. (laughs) (laughs) So I got no like heavy responsibilities. So for me to try not to do what I'm trying to do as hard as I can, it's only like, it it would be a dumb. Right. Yeah. I like that though, how you just dropped that J. Cole quote. Got a dream like you never seen obstacles. Yeah. I like that. I like that. It's only right with the hip hop head in the building. I like he knows his stuff, man. Holy. So we're we're coming to the end of the interview right now. And we got a couple questions for you. Two questions to be exact. So the first one is you 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 are, you know, a real life superhero, right? In in the flesh. You are a superhero. So we want to know what is your superpower? The gift of gab. Yeah, we always get the ma- amazing answers to that question. <laughs> Holy. Straight. Can you can, break that down for the people that might not understand what that superpower this, is? Because this, this superpower transcends radio, and it, it's in real life, too. I'm I'm not asking. I'm telling you. Like, this is a real-life superpower. Like, I mean, you stepped in the door, and I was like, dang. All right. It's going to be one of those days, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the gift away with the full name of Gifts of Gabber is uh, you're able to talk, man. You're able to talk. You're able to express yourself, man. And, uh. The ability to speak is something so so pivotal and so powerful because it could change how someone perceives you or how you're able to get your maneuver yourself through life. So if you can't talk, I don't mean people that keep silence and, and their life is not as, as great as they want to be. They'll be complaining, but once you walk into that door, you really got to be personal. You really got to speak. You got to you know get into it. So I, I I can speak to you. I'm not. I can go anywhere and speak. Like I'm not afraid to talk to anyone. I talk to people, old people. I talk to young people. You know, I talk to everyone on that level. So, you know, my gift, you know, I'm able to talk my way into, you know, I'm able to get to a few girls. I'm able to form a few friendships and bonds and relationships with people I've never met, never met physically before, just through conversation. You know, that's what the, the gift of gab. That's what's Just up. keep in mind, he did say he used to be shy. Yeah. So he unleashed <laughs> <There's> that superpower. <laughs> there is hope for us all. <laughs> all right. So now... I don't know if this is safe, but we're going to give you a mic. Okay. All right. And you're about to uh, exit stage left forever. But we're giving you the mic before you go. And you got a group of people out there may or may not be in your audience. They don't know yet because they ain't never met you yet. But you finally got your platform that you've been working for. What is it that you tell all these people as you're heading out? I would tell them. Focus, lock down on that one goal that you always wanted. Make sure you're focused, you're, you're drilled in. Concentrate your forces all on one thing. Because Casanova, I read that in, in 48 Laws of Power, the way he was able to get women is because he was able to fall in love with each woman one at a time and focus all his energy on that one woman to where he was able to you know, fall in love with her and, and, and get her. So that's the same thing that works with goals. You got to concentrate your forces all on that one thing. For your whole being, you got to focus on one thing and one thing only. Yeah, there's going to be distractions. It's like walking a tightrope. That's how life is. You got to focus on that one point and then walk straight because if you focus on distraction to the left or the right, you're going to fall off that tightrope. So once you focus on that, like, yeah, the travel is going to be long. You know, you may feel like you, you're never going to get there. You may feel like you, there's minor victories that don't really amount to, you know, the bigger thing. But 
you got to just stay focused. Even through all the noise, you got to cut through all the noise and you just got to stay focused. And you got to really understand that that goal is what you really want and you cannot falter one bit. And so when you finally get to that point, you'll be a lot, you'll be a lot stronger and be a lot more appreciative once you get there rather than, you know, being distracted by anything. So focus all your energy on that one thing and, and don't ever get distracted and stay and don't falter. This is the come up and Apollo for the people. Apollo P. He did his thing. Thank you. Thank you very much. So where can the people connect with you? If you want to follow Apollo P, follow for the people. You can follow me on IG at Apollo for the people. I upload daily urban content. I want to say urban. I want to say what's going on content. You know, some people might call it urban. Oh, you can follow me on my personal page at Apollo, please. That's where, you know, you'll see pictures of me, a lot of behind the scenes things. And also, you know, listen to the radio show every Friday from 6 to 8 on Vibe 105. Lock your dial in to Vibe 105.5. That's if you're looking on your car or whatever. And, you know, that's the 18, you know. Six to six to eight, but out of O and Apollo P holding you down. We're talking about urban music. We got the latest in hip hop music. Like talk about some, you know, you never heard about. Put you up on something. That's it. So make sure you tune in. Apollo for the people on IG and Apollo please on IG, and then Vibe one hundred five point five with the eighteen. Hey, honestly, this has been an inspirational one for me because I feel like we really just walk the path of somebody who created something out of nothing and really just never took no for an answer. Definitely. Definitely. Listen, you got, you got, you got Oprah. And then you said, ah, I'm still going to stick to this. <laughs> and you just kept going. And I mean, personally, I've been, I've been following you for a few years now. And like, man, you're doing your thing. Like you're one of those guys. You're like, yo, that's somebody that's doing his thing. And you're just committed to it. So shoot, I appreciate that. And that's why we have to get you on here. So we can't wait for you to blow up hey. so we can get you right back. <laughs> 100%, man. But definitely, thank you. Thank you for coming to TCU headquarters. My name is Courtney, captain of Team 22. And I'm Jimmy. And we are signing out. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can find the Come Up podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. The greatest compliment you could give us is to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes or Stitcher. This will also help us get in front of more people. And you can connect with us on Instagram at The Come Up Podcast. Don't forget to visit us online at thecomeuppodcast.com for a detailed summary from every episode all the way back to number one, including resource links and downloadable bonus content. 